Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024, and today is our 258th devotional. And today we're looking at the double portion of Elisha, uh, his blessing that he received from Elijah. Um, in 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 10 this is a little bit um, just going off of what we saw yesterday where he asks elisha for a double portion um elisha's response was and he said thou shalt ask or thou hast asked a hard thing nevertheless if thou if thou see me when i am taken from thee it shall be so unto thee but if not it shall not be so and uh if you continue reading on the story uh just a couple of verses later they're separated he sees him taken up and he grabs up his his mantle and goes on his way uh goes back to jericho but uh when you start to look at the life of elisha you realize that he had uh some people have counted this up and uh, he had almost exactly, it, it appears, uh, exactly the same, uh, double the number of miracles that Elijah had. Uh, and so today we're just going to look at a few of them because to get into all of his miracles, it, it would be impossible in the short amount of time that we have. But in Second uh, Kings chapter 6, we find a couple of different miracles that he performed in that chapter there. The first one that just stuck out to me, uh, probably because uh, I grew up on a farm and there were times that we would go out and chop wood and the axe head would come off and we would have to work with it and get it back on. And if you were in the way, uh, I was always concerned when we would chop wood or split wood that the axe head would come off and hit somebody. Um, and so, uh, you find this story in second Kings chapter six, where they go out to build, uh, a, a bigger house or a bigger barracks, you might say for the sons of the prophets is what they're called. It's like a prophet school and they're out building this Elijah's, uh, Elisha is with them. And, and, uh, one of the guys comes running up to him. I've lost the, the axe head has, has fallen into the river and it's borrowed and you've got to help. And so Elisha comes over and takes a branch and tosses it in and the axe head floats to the top and they retrieve it. Uh, just a, a, a neat story, very simple, only uh, just a few verses right there, uh, but just showing uh, the faith the care that he has for God's name. Uh, you go on a little bit further in uh, chapter 6, 2 Kings chapter 6, and you find the Syrian army. Um, they're pressing in on Elisha uh, or on Israel. But every time they come to Israel, um, the king of Israel would find out where they're at because Elisha would tell him. Uh, they couldn't surprise them. They couldn't sneak up, you might say, on the king of Israel. Um, and so the king of Syria asks, well, who's 
telling all of my secrets to the king of Israel. You know, who's on his side? And they say, it's nobody here. It's Elisha. He's telling him. So the king of Syria uh, takes his army and he goes, uh, They he sends them to uh, capture Elisha. Well, uh, when Elisha and his servant wake up in the morning, um, the army is surrounding the city and the servant is is uh, distraught. Uh, you've got to come out and see this, Elisha. And Elisha walks out and looks and he prays that uh, his servant's eyes will be opened and he can see the armies of God in the hills uh, surrounding the army of the Syrians. And then the Syrians come and ask where Elisha is and Elisha prays that their eyes will be closed or they will be blinded. And he, he leads them right into the city of Samaria and they're captured uh, because he asked that God would blind them. So uh, here we see how God's protection, uh, God could have wiped out the whole army, but here Elisha was so, uh, you might even say kind to them and giving them or gracious to them and just asking for them to be blinded for a little bit. Uh, and then their eyes were open when they got into the city. Um, a neat story. Uh, I can't even get into all of it, but just seeing the power of God on his life there, uh, his faith to pray and ask God to do something that had never been done before. Um, then you find uh, in Second Kings chapter 4, where uh, there's a story about the Shunammite woman. Um, in some churches, you'll see they'll have a a prophet's chamber. Well, this is where you get the story for the prophet's chamber uh, is in Second Kings chapter 4, where the Shunammite woman, she takes care of, of Elisha and she has her husband build a room for him and his servant. When they pass through, they can sleep in it uh, as he's traveling back and forth and helping to uh, grow the uh, prophets of God and helping the different peoples in the area um, she's taking care of him, but she didn't have any children. And so Elisha says, well, next year you'll have a son. And she says, don't, don't deceive me. Don't try to, you know, don't say something that's not going to happen. And he says, sure, it's going to happen. Well, she did have a son. And as the son grew and, and got a little bit older, uh, one day he was out working in the field out with it, his dad in the field. And he said, my head hurts. And he goes back to the house. And a few minutes later, he dies. Uh, and she goes to the prophet, to Elisha, and has him come and uh, make a long story short. The prophet prays for him. And this Shunammite woman's son is raised from the dead. Um, this is only the second time uh, in biblical history where someone is raised from the dead like that. So uh, you see these miracles where God's name is brought into question and God, because Elisha's faith, uh, God uh, honors his name and his name is made great. One last story, and this is probably the one that most people know. Uh, it's about Naaman, the leper, uh, who is a captain in the Syrian army. So uh, the same army that 
is having constant war with Israel. Uh, Naaman comes uh, and Naaman has leprosy, but he has a servant girl from Israel's because he has been attacking Israel. But the servant girl says, well, the prophets in Israel can heal the lepers. Now, we don't have any record of lepers being healed before this account. Um, but Naaman takes uh, a letter from the king there in Syria and goes to the king of Israel and says, where are your prophets? Uh, I want to be healed from my leprosy. And the king of Israel is obviously distraught because he can't do it. And it hasn't been done before. But Elisha sends to him and he says, send, send Naaman to me and, and I'll take care of this problem. And so Naaman goes to Elisha, but Elisha doesn't even come out to talk to him. He just says, you need to go have him go and dip in the Jordan River seven times. And Naaman gets mad about this because I thought he would have come out and prayed over me. I thought he would have done something for me. And we've got better rivers back in our homeland. And uh, but the servants of Naaman said, you know, if he would have asked you to do something hard, wouldn't you have done it? Why don't you just go and try this? Why don't you just go to the Jordan and dip seven times and just see what will happen? And so he does. And the seventh time it says he came up and his skin was like that of a baby. And so he comes back and offers Elisha a, a, a gift. And Elisha says, no, we won't take that. Uh, and I think it was just proving that God was more concerned with his name then the Elisha get a gift from uh, someone that was a foreigner at that point. And, and so there are so many things that we can learn from Elisha's life. And I would encourage you take some time and read through uh, that second, that section in second, uh, second Kings, where you see Elisha's uh, exploits. Uh, there are more of them that you can just keep going and, and they're amazing to, to look at. But what can we learn from, from Elisha? Well, I, I think one of the first things that we can learn is that God cares about his name and, and won't be a debtor to anyone. Uh, when you read in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 33, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God will take care of the needs that we have if we will concern ourselves with his name, with his kingdom, with his business, he will take care of us. So I think that's the first thing that we can, we can see from Elisha's life. The next thing, God can open the eyes of the blind and, and he can help us to see, uh, but he can also cause the eyes of the proud person to be closed. I, I'm, I think of uh, John chapter 9, uh, where you have the uh, blind man that was born blind from birth. And Jesus says in John chapter 9, verse 39, he says this, And Jesus said, For judgment am I come into the world that, that they which see, uh, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. Um, and it, it's interesting to me that uh, just with the opening of our eyes or the uh, closing of our eyes, God can cause things to happen. Uh, and that's, we should be praying all the time for our lost loved ones, that God will open their eyes so that they can see the truth. Uh, the Bible tells us that 
If they don't see it, it's because they're blinded. Uh, and we need to ask God to open their eyes. The next thing that I, I notice from this, uh, what we see as we're going through Elisha's life, is that God is the only one that can give new life. Um, he did it twice uh, for Elisha. And you'll have to read and find the, the second one. It's kind of hidden, but uh, it's a neat one where uh, someone is given new life, you might say, uh, from, from Elisha. But uh, when you think about the new life that we have in Christ, uh, what a wonderful thing. I think of Romans chapter 6, verse 4, it says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. We have a new life now. We don't need to walk in our old, old life. Um, we should live differently now. We, we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. So the last thing that I, I would point out to is God is the only one that can cleanse us from all of our sins. Uh, in, in John chapter 15, verse 3, he says, Now are ye clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. If we will take his sayings... If we will take his word, if we will meditate therein day and night, he can cleanse us. He makes us new. He gives us a new purpose and a new way in life. He guides our steps. Uh, there are so many verses in the Bible that I could have pulled out for this one, but just showing that his word is our light to life. It's our handbook for life if we will just use it. So I hope that's a help to us. And I hope that's an encouragement to you. And until the next time, auf Wiederhören.